the opposite of grumble or mumble. Meek. That's that's a reduced syllable. Meek. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Meek. Meek. Submit means meek. Meek yourselves, therefore. No. Um, submit therefore to God. What in the world is that? Submit. To obey. Obey as will. The question is, you must know what that is. What his will is. Did you say that? Do you agree? Humble. Humble means submit. So if you say that's a that's a very humble person, is that a very submitting person, or that's a, a person who is always obeying? Idea is soft, yes. <laughs> what would be just out of curiosity? What would be the opposite of humble? Maybe sometimes. You would say arrogant, you would, would you now, wouldn't you, wouldn't you? So, so, so arrogant, you say? Is that your final answer? Yes. Anything you say can will be used against you. In the upper room. If humble means arrogant, Humble, the opposite of humble is disobedience. <laughs> pride, full of pride. Full of pride. Do, do, do. We have to have a sidebar. Are you? Prideful arrogance. Prideful, full of arrogance. Lack of humble pie. No humility. How does that relate to submit therefore to God? Obey God. Here's a thought. Humble submit. Give in to synonymous or in certain contexts can be uh, compatible, but in another place, it does not necessarily convey the same sentiment. Suppose, is it possible to be humble but not submissive? Is it possible to be humble but not submissive? At the same time, same context. Be careful now, be careful now. Slippery slope. Submit, therefore, to God. But when it comes to God, I'm not humble. But those persons said, but I'm submitting. But let me tell you something. I heard somebody said yesterday on a radio program, he says, everywhere I go, 
I'm making sure God goes with me, whether he wants to go or not, because I'm taking him with me. I rest my case. I want to talk to him. But I was just listening. I just had a station on the radio, and the radio on that station at that time. Okay. Normally, some people do that when they are chicken. I mean, afraid. You go in front. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> and, uh, in case there's any explosion or little danger, you know, like some people when they cross in the street and traffic coming, they put other people first. And in case they get hit, they just run back. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> you know, they call it very humbly. Look how they just send people. You know, a hostage taking. You know, put the victim in front in case there's any firepower. You say they're so humble, they put the child in the front. It's amazing. Oh, bless their kidnapping self. Yes. Hmm. Not submissive. Yes. Yeah. See, time happening simultaneously. We have this. He can humble be described as that's your character. Or sub and submissive is um. Situational, it happens in certain situations. But don't go. I'm not submissive. I could only in this in the moment I am. But don't don't label me as no submissive because I know doormat. But you walk all over me. I mind born no fool. These things some people in the Bahamas will say. You know, I just be listening. I just be doing that as time passes. Mm -hmm. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. From you, verse seven. Submit. If I can get the submit down, I, I can. I can just resist it, like transistor radio. I can. I can probably work on that. But but this submitting and then somebody throwing this little flavor called humble. You know, and, and so, what's the mumble? What was it? Humble. Uh, and humble means obey. So. So humble, obey yourself. In other words, obey God. You hear that? I just simply obey God. Submit because of the word. Submit to. Obey God. Be obedient to. Be obedient to God. Hum. Put somebody in front. Or let somebody be over you. Authority over you. You go underneath their influence, power, control. Mm -hmm. Can they sell that? Go in once. You can be submissive, but you don't have to be humble about it. Because, like, for example, police officers. They are. You submit to, like, they say you stop in the road uh -huh, and they uh -huh. direct the Right. You submit, you might stop. Right. But you might not be humble about it, like, you might be. So 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 humility or humble is an attitude, and, and, and submitting is an action. Yeah. Oh, you got me. Humble, but it's like submission is an act. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Boy, are we driving fast this morning. This is amazing. So, so submit, therefore, to God. Uh-huh. All right, that's something you do, yeah, yeah. And then it tells you to do something else. It seems as if, because, here's the thing, you, if you do not submit, you can't resist. Is that possible? Is it, would that make sense? If you don't submit to God, you won't be able to resist the devil. Uh, we can sell that? Okay. Here's another thing. Let me reverse it. If I submit, I do have the capacity to resist. Yeah? Uh-huh. Here's the plan. Let me just twist it a little bit. If I submit, therefore, to God, can I also not resist the devil? In other words, if I don't resist, what would be the opposite of resist? Resist. Opposite? Now come on, let's play this on Sesame Street. Opposite? Opposite? Resist? Opposite? <laughs> come to feet too. Which speaking in tongues is, is come to feet too. But may, may, may I give you another word? Let's say, like, how about embrace? Embrace? Resist? Embrace? Get away! Come here, let me hug you. Can you then? Submit to God and embrace the devil at the same time. Because I won't know if you embrace the devil, I don't know why you would want to run. I mean, why you want to flee. So clear. So it is possible. Can you, by the way, by observation, can you tell by observation, I'm not sure which eyes you're going to use, can you tell whether somebody is submissive to God or not? I'm talking to somebody else. Can you tell? can't tell you're thinking well that's so difficult let me reverse it can you tell yourself when you are submissive to God do you know do you know do you really really know when you are submissive you, you know when you get I am submissive something you guess but you're not sure I can persuade you you sure you can you know can you can you be sure when you are resisting yeah you, you, that means you have to know who, who you're resisting. So that means you have to be aware of his presence. And you're saying, go away. And the name of, get away, get behind me. Why do you want to trust him behind you? Don't you understand? He's stabbing in the back. <laughs> you know, he ain't get your back. You don't want him there. You want to wait and see him. All right? Yes, why do you want to put him in the back? For heaven's sake, it's not safety. Can't put you in charge of national security. You don't even protect yourself. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, come on. Is that really? Do you believe that is true? So, how many times you must resist him before he flees? But by the way, does this flee mean he's running away, going away? Go, leave. It's not a permanent thing. So, so I must, I, I gotta keep resisting. 
this can get me tired, you know, and I, I have to go to gym, you know, just to bear you up. So, so may, I, may, I, may I squeeze this in you then? So this resisting is something I must be doing constantly. Because the devil, he will come back. He's like a little seasonal. You, you, you turn him off, you say no to him today. He will call you back tomorrow. Say, hello, <laughs> this is me now. Are you, are you? Jesus got tempted. It said, Satan left. It says, but he left. Like for a time, the devil is a better opportunity to come. Another opportunity. Looking for opportunity. So the devil is always looking for an opportunity to call you, uh, to, to show up. Yeah, uninvited, by the way, but he, he's but he's watching you, looking at you. He's probably watching to see when you are not submitting. And so when he's not sure, he's going to come with him and say, you all right? You know, say, hey, 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 what's happening? You know, when you're down, depressed, frustrated, he say, I feel you. And you say, yeah, thank you. Say, I'm only listening to you. So what your plans are? You say, I know. Say, well, you know, I remember once, then if somebody else gives you an idea or thought, comes floating across your screen, and you say, yeah, that's a thought, so he engages you. So he won't flee, he won't flee. As a matter of fact, he bought a suitcase. He comes to take a residence. He won't move in with you. Yes, sir. And he don't pay rent. No. When things get tough, he leaves. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Number eight, verse eight, says this. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Would you think drawing near is the opposite of resisting? Draw near, resist. So you gotta draw near. So don't tell me you can't draw. Draw near to God. All right, thank you. All right. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. The suggestion of somebody tell you cleanse your hand, that means when He's telling you that, your hand dirty. Right now, your hands are dirty. Cleanse your hands, uh -huh. you sinners, and purify your heart. You people who say, one mind tell me this and one mind tell me that. You who have double mind, you know? How many minds do you have? Some people have two. Most behemoths get two, at least two. Because they tell you that. One tell me this, and then this other mind tell me this. And then sometimes they will throw in a third mind. You know, we have, but only we can understand that. Some foreigners, you may have to explain that to other people who are not aware of our lingo. Drawing near to God, draw he draw near to you. But this is that's good to say. How does one do that? Because this doesn't tell you how to, just make statements or give directive. Draw near to God. How do you do that? How do you draw near to God? And he will draw near to you. I make one step, God makes two. It's like we challenge one another. And you say, Come here. Make one step. And God kind of get a different kind of step. If he make one, this one is bigger than ours. And I think he has longer legs than us. Yeah, yeah. And so this, this little baby step is a huge step to us. So how does one draw near to God? Because there yeah, you're reading that. What do I say to the people now? Uh, this is probably the restaurant. Go, go down a little further. Um, I don't need to know the further down. But the down in the nursery. And you say, I want you, and you read this as it is, right out of the pages, right off the page. And you say, draw near to God. And they say, huh? How do you explain that to the five-year-old? Draw near to God. 
takes it. Which I want a crayon. <laughs> yeah. Some people don't have drawers. Somebody have another one. Okay. I hope you only have sketch. Come close. Yes. Come close. <laughs> Come close. That's 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 fixed it right now. Boy, that if the children grade five, men and five years on the sun, come close. Mm-hmm. They problem. They come, 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 Vini. Mm-hmm. You know, come close to God, but not come on. First, the suggestion is God has to be in a certain locale to come close to God. How does one come close to God? Where is God? Let me take this off so I can hear you clearly now. Where, where is God? <laughs> So you don't have to move to come close, because this is a foolish sentence then. You know, it says, come here. It's, 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 it's nonsensical, we'll say. Come, and you say, God is omnipresent, sounds so theological. <laughs> he's everywhere. So where do I, I can't move. And, he, and he's close, he's here. I could bump into him if he materialized and he becomes solid. as a rock. <laughs> but what does this mean? <laughs> So 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 you so where is your spiritual life compared to where his life is? Because there needs to be some movement here. Journey, come close to God. What is that? How does one do that? Is, is he talking physically? So little grade five, age five. You say, come close to God, children. Let us sing deep and wide. Deep and wide. Deep and wide. There's a river flowing deep and wide. Wide and deep. Come here to him. How? Says the child. And the teacher says, don't worry about it. Ask your mother when you go home. Let's keep going. (laughs) Tell the child to let him be their very close friend. Tell the child. Said, let God be your friend. Right. Then that means that they can come close. Right. Like if you explain to them in that way, say, how do you act with your close friend? Uh huh. And let them tell you it's like that's how you can move back to God. You tell God all your secrets. You talk to Him. Uh huh. Because God don't know them. Yes, yes, he likes the sound of your voice. It's so nice. God likes to hear you talk. Wow. So he's your best friend. You know, it's cool. So, 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 so what do you say? I am saying, God, your best friend. No, he's your best friend in class. Wow, why? I like you. Why? Yeah. So, so, exactly. You know. So, 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 so God gives you things too. Like, you know, practice. When was the last time you breathed? Yes, that's God. You know, you know. We can throw these little things. They may have taken that for granted. They said, "Yeah, but this little thing could help in terms of." I got it. You know. So I would communicate, talk with some people you're close to. You fellow, you hang out with. You know, that's my buddy. So when you draw there, but drawing there, how does one do that through prayer, through talking? Yeah. How do you get close to people? 
No, nowadays we text. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you know, pretty much, you know, you, you, you could text God, he may not answer you, you know, because as a matter of fact, he already sent his pretext. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's done, done. So that's okay. God's cool at that. He's already ahead of the game. You can see your ideas coming up with God, you know, it's there already. So, so communication, drawing near, is that bridging that is getting to know one another. So, prayer. Also, read what he's written to you already. That's a good way to go. And then, and when you do that, God is going to amazingly speak to you through what he's written. They say, God, God, wow, we tied like that. You know? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's good. All right. So that's the drawing there. And then, you know, by the way, when you come, you got to come with clean hands. Uh oh. Can't come in dirty hands. Because sometimes my hug people in your hand are dirty. You know, and you take the people. So he says, clean your hands, you brute. Oh, no, he didn't say brute. He says, you sinners. That's what it says. Yeah, he says, you sinners. Yeah. And, and then purify your heart. Suggestion is that your heart is not at the moment. So clean your heart, clean your hands, and your mind. Wow. Three things. And what you do? What you do with heart? What, what, what comes out of there? Sometimes there's a synonym, there's a similarity or a synonym before for your heart and mind. Depends on the context. Purify. You double mind. Get one mind. Stop having forked tongue like Indians say. You say this here or there. say the sky is blue. You know, but it's a great cloud. Which, when is, who you talk? Which one is it? Well, it depends on who you're talking to. Double mind. One mind tell me to slap him. One man tell me to hug him. Which one you can do? I right now? I know. You know? <laughs> See, that's double-minded. <laughs> right, double-minded. Purify your heart. Suggesting heart to... I don't know. God is one... Do, is it possible to know... What do you mean by clean hands? What, what is dirty hands? And if you can tell me what's dirty, I'll keep... I'll, I'll, Presume I know what you mean by clean. What is dirty hand? When does someone get their hands dirty? It's like they call the other day and be like, I'm from the car, you have dirty hands. If you want to see me, like, if you come to the car, I'm not for what? A remedy? A remedy? <laughs> Try to go to the hospital or the pharmacy. <laughs> okay, like, if that's, okay, let's say, don't It just means, like, can't, don't come with. And the court. No, yeah. Oh, we move in the court. Okay, we can read now. We're not lost in square no more, right? Oh, you got to get. You can't just be sliding. You know, she's just intentionally trying to deceive me. I lost me. Clean hands. Yeah. So, so okay. Court clean hands. Any other version on how I could understand what a clean hand looked like? Well, what is the dirty hand? Tell me what is dirty, then I can figure out from for myself what clean hand look like. A little bit of bleach. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? Nothing to do with palm reading, please. <laughs> yeah. Are your hands clean? I know people have sandy little put them on hand sanitizer all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What? A <laughs> desert. It's psychological. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Unrepentant. Sin. Something you've done wrong. So if you are in a state of wrong, 
you can your hands are dirty. Right, I go back to court, right? Court again. You go back to court, okay. Like if you steal from somebody, yeah. if someone steals from you, you shouldn't go to court and be like, I'm from there on my bank Mm-hmm. There's a story in the Bible about this man who had these servants symbolic. And he personally said, give him a break, man. I know where you Oh, you're plenty, but you know, things stuff, economic kind of stuff. And then the, oh, the, the person who he was indebted to says, Okay, I forgive you all. And he going around the corner, then see boy sitting on the tree. He said, Hey, remember that two dollars you lent me last two months ago? I want an hour, baby. <laughs> and if he said, The guy said, No, I'm, I still broke my eye. Take, I want it now. He's going to scuff him off. He's him by the cover. <laughs> you know, he said, I want it now. As a matter of fact, he got on his cell phone calling police. This money, oh, I mean, I get a promissory note that says he owe me. And the other guy was sitting on the side. He said, Wait a minute, this guy just um, come out there and he gone. When he was passing, he said he's going to be out for a little bit of mercy. He come back with him and he's coming. And he owed this guy like thousands of dollars. He get on the phone and call the guy. He said, Wait, you want to see something? Listen to him. He said, Tell him come back here. And we know the end of that story. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Clean hands, pure heart. Heart is a different thing. Is heart and hand the same? Can I have clean hands and dirty heart? <laughs> can, can I have clean hands, but my heart's dirty? Yes. What you do with your hands is usually visible. And you can feel it. Heart is concealed. I can't even see it. I know it's one in there because I hear boom boom. Boom boom. Right. So you get a heart. So 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 the heart is maybe the the incubator. Mm-hmm. So, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, so. <laughs> it, that's where it, it takes birth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so, 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 it, the conception takes place there, you know, where the little dirt start concocting this evil. And the hand carry it out. But it just gets down through the nervous system, down through your finger. So somebody says, oh, you hear that? You see that? Do you remember once upon a time? I, I may have, I don't know if I already mentioned, I may mention it today. But in terms of, um, what is the last commandment? Thou shalt not, what? In case you don't know where this is, it's in the Old Testament. Exodus, it used to be in chapter 20. Uh, you know. By the way, they say there are 10, right? 10? Yeah. And you know the first one is? Everybody know the first one. Thou what shall have no other God. And that's one. Thou, thou shall love the Lord thy God with your heart. Your heart? That's heart thing again? Your dirty heart? I'll tell you the last one. I would love to hear the last one. From where? Student life. Chapter 20. Yeah. Do not cover your neighbor's house. Do not visit the do not cover your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else your neighbor owns. Wow. So the operative word there is covet. So covetousness is the last commandment. Thou shalt not covet. That guy going to the, I just see walking with his bundle of clothes heading. Looks like he's going to the wash house. Is he covetous? 
I heard I do not know. Can you see it? Shouldn't it? Well, isn't one of the Ten Commandments that thou shall not kill? Can you see that? Maybe? I don't know. Oh. You'd reverse your thought. Yes, no. But you make your mind a double minded you be. What is it? Can you see thou should not kill? Can, 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 is, is, is there a law in the Bahamas that says thou should not kill? Yeah, yeah, but see, we, as we, but, but as we said, you know, it says right here. Well, the person who kills in the Bahamas has biblical grounds to kill according to the law. It says it. Do not speak against one another. I understand why you must speak against one another, brethren. This is verse 11. He who speaks against the brother or he judges his brother speaks against the law. So those people who break the law, they don't want to speak against the law. Because they say, I don't make the law. So, well, there's, this is a lawless society. Well, of course. Well, well, of course. Did you say, let me see hands? <laughs> a driver. Okay, so clean hands, hearts need to be purified. The heart which we cannot see like covet. I wish I had an egg to visualize that because in the heart, doesn't the Bible say something about the heart in another place that talks is the heart is evil, despicably evil. Boy, they can they can describe something. Above all the things, the heart. Boy, the heart. Because there is where the thought is festered and mixed up, and they come up with this concoction and they serve it. And the heart serving. So why did he kill? Did this reflex action kill? Is this premeditated? Did they leave home, leave work, leave wherever they were, and then say, I'm going to this point? Most of the news we hear in the morning, listen around 7.33 in the morning, they will tell you what happened over the weekend. Sometimes they try to say some good news, but they struggle to find good news. But they will tell you, one person was driving by, sitting under the tree, and somebody came up and shot multiple times. The person who came up and shot them multiple times, where were they two hours before? That they think, I'm going looking for this individual, this place. I understand, I've seen him hang out here. I'm going looking just for this one, and I'm going to see if I can make him holy by putting more holes in him. Holy, holy, holy. Multiple shots. Amazing. Terrible indeed. Indeed. The heart you can't see, covetousness you can't see. Because if they had a law that said, Thou shalt not covet on the books, like they have, Thou shalt not kill. How about Thou shalt not thief? I mean, the Bahamas steal. Yeah. But we can we can verify that. We can almost prove that this person has, right? Steal, the thing is missing. You think it's gone. Covetousness, though, you can't. How do you see that? How do you rest? The police do, do is, I mean, they have traffic stops and they pull you over. Fourth, you near. Yeah, you, it's illegal to be, uh, you're breaking the law, you're covetous. Please pull over. <laughs> uh, I'm taking, please, you need to leave your vehicle right here. You will have your vehicle towed away. There's a little van over there, so free ride to another place. Please get in there. Uh, you, uh, yeah, how will you be able to enforce that? First of all, you need to develop a, a, a system or machinery that is able to detect covetousness. But it is hidden in the heart. Yes, sir, yes, sir. 
almost invisible. It's that stealth kind of code uh, and system. Beneath have clean hands, pure heart, and stop. Double mind. Can you, can, can, so that's in, within your control? Is it within your control to clean your hands, have pure hearts, and to have a single mind? Or that's not within your control? That's, I, I see the movement, and if I understand a little bit of sign language or body language, <laughs> that means no, we can't do that. So when they ask you to clean your hands, purify your heart, and have single, be single-minded, that's an impossible task. So again, why do they make, they make statements of things you must do when it's impossible for you to do? That is ludicrous. It's ridiculous. Why say things that are impossible? It's just to hear things? It's crazy. So, I ask the question so that we can have a democratic response. <laughs> is it possible? Yeah, yeah. For you, is it totally within your control to clean your hearts, to purify your heart, and have singleness of mind? I hear no. I hear no. Let me read this again. Draw near. Let me just slow this down because this 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 is this is, this is interesting. But I, by the way, I'm just doing a review. Now we haven't gotten where we're supposed to be, and it'll make time. I'll wait. But, but it says draw near. Is it within the individual person's control to draw near? Yes. To 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 come close. Is, I, I hear going once. Is this unanimous? Is it, is, do you have any control of drawing there? Do you, do you have any control of moving closer? In this case, we're talking about to God, yeah, man. Yeah? Yeah, are you, are you, who, who, who's calling you? Who, who's, who have you shackled up to something else where you can't move towards God and you won't go, but I can't move, so God, I can't come, okay? I'm a, my, my heart is willing, but my feet, but my feet won't move. Yeah. I handcuff, I wear these ankle braces. Yeah. So, 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 is it within the individual's control, capacity to draw near? Because it not always, not on their own. So, where is it say here that draw near to God and He will draw near to you? I got to draw near to Him, He will draw near to me. If I then by reverse it be true. If I don't draw near to God, God will not draw near to me. Really. Is that true? I just do this. I, 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 I take this off again so I can hear you. Romans chapter 3, couple of verses. This is the drawing there and the seeking and the looking. Church out, crowd walking. What then? Are we better than they? There, see, they, that's that right now. What then? Are we better than they? Who's the they? You see, you have to go way back upstairs and figure out who's the they. I just get confused when they bring other people inside the script. I said, Where are they coming? Who is he? And he said, They and I used to know them just you and me. Then he said, They and me said, More people and go, Who's the they? You have to go back upstairs. You understand? Not at all, for we have a pretty charge that both Jews and Greeks are all under seventh. Ah. As it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks God. There is none who seeks for God. 
all have turned aside. Together they've become useless. There is not even one. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. Oh, that. Your throat is an open grave. I mean, something is in the grave, you know. Deep breaths body. You talk about the ultimate bad breath, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Your throat is an open, active grave. <laughs> Not just the, the hole. Somebody being in there for a few days. With their tongues, they keep deceiving. The poison of apps is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing. Oh, cussing. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness? Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. And the path of peace they have let known. There is no fear of God before them. Okay, let me just ask what are you righteous? Wait, wait, wait. Was if you were declared righteous by who? Should I trust him? Which means if God says declared, now he is then given you, you are now righteous. It's like saying this you have been declared sinless because all of your sins have been forgiven. But is it really? Can I trust you? Uh, have all of your sins really been forgiven? Yeah. So, so, well, why is it then if all of my sins are forgiven? Is it not in the same vein if I am being declared righteous? Am I not righteous? But that's a slow yeah. Yeah, all your sins have been forgiven. All your sins have been forgiven, you're still a sinner. So, even though your sins are forgiven, it means. Okay. When Jesus died on the cross. Pay the penalty of our sins. Our, our sin. Well, the penalty of our sin is imputed to Jesus. So it's like credited that Jesus has come. But Jesus' righteousness is imputed to us. So it's like it's like a transaction. Like we give him the penalty of our sin. Our sin is credited to his account. He gives us his righteousness. Well, but it doesn't mean that Jesus became a sinner. He wasn't a sinner. He was just uh, he was considered or seen as if he were a sinner. He wasn't a sinner, but he was treated as if he were a sinner on the cross. Just like how when we receive Christ's righteousness, we are not righteous, but we are declared righteous. So Jesus' righteousness, that's his, that he imputes us and he credits our account. It's not something that we possess by nature. So we talk in nature. When I say righteous, are you righteous? Are you at your core who you are? Because there are two of you. You are a dichotomy now. Flesh, spiritual you. Birth, 
you had a new birth. So there's two persons right here. You are twin. Yes? There you go. And you're out of your See there? That's the same thing. That's abuse of your twinship. Wow. That new, new, that new you, that righteous you, that cannot sin. Do you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you know that? You have that other part of you that cannot sin. Is there another part of you? That new birth? Because the old flesh still exists. That sin. That's, that's, that's the original you. That's the first you. But the one that has been born again, that's new life, that new you. It is the one that's been imputed to you. Hence, he can say you are righteous. But which one are you talking about? You know, we have to know the distinction between them. That one. And when there is this conflict between those two, this new birth and that old life, old Adam and the new you, then this war continues. Then you say your hands are dirty because it's inconsistent because this old Adam is dominating the flesh. Hands are dirty. You know, your, your attitude and the actions of your heart is manifested or shown by your life or your walk. And it is clearly evident. We talk about your um, double-minded. In this course, it goes through to get approval from the mind, conceived in the heart, approved from the mind, executed by your hand, or your feet as you read there, but uh, these people whose foot is quick to shed blood. They miss the little insert, behemoth, male's foot, quick to shed blood. Uh, anyone talk about it, let me see you bleed, baby. You know, I, I cold with that. You know, and that's how they live. But as a Christian, know that there is this other part like Christ who has this dual nature. In his case, both nature were, well, God certainly, but also that human nature was also perfect. Did not sin. You can say, could he? Adam, had he? Could he? Well, Adam had the same opportunity that Jesus referred to as the second Adam. Can't happen. Didn't happen with Christ. Lived it. So nobody can say, You ain't know what it is, Lord. And there's say, You ain't know what it is, because this, you give me this defective nature that is prone to sin. And I like mud because that's a hog. I like pink. I tend to go in the mud and get dirty a little bit. You know, yeah, yeah, dirty hands, dirty paws. But what all get hooks. Yeah. And so my heart, again, because if I think these things, because I'm selfish at my core, there's no anything but what benefits me. If I think I can get the upper hand, the privilege, yeah, that will, that will work for me. And then that is manifested. And I, I concoct these things. And nobody else, so here's the element of trust is dissipated, dissipated. And that's the way we live. And then comes this wonderful thing called this new birth. And so where we got off here is drawing closer to God, God draw close to us. God was always pursuing us. Way back then. So when you read, everything has to be understand contextually. Otherwise, you might come up with some erroneous theology. That's why I always say, keep it in context. Keep it in context. Don't let people take you on for a little ride, talk about beginning an excursion, and you go all over the place. That will present a problem for you. Understand? Good? All right. Now that Mr. Boyle is here, we can say the benediction. 
But that's as far as we well, let me just we get three minutes here. Let me just say it. So when we say to draw near to God and He will draw near to you, it's like we talk about how we do that through prayer. And doing that you feel okay, you know, I have I think I understand a little more about who God is, what he means and uh, his purpose for me. And I was just reading, like, God, I don't understand. Or show me up when reading this verse. And so what does this have to do with me today, now? 2014 May, whatever day today is, 18. What's that has to do with me? This I understand, this was written by James and some the believers back there in that part of the world. But it still has currency, it's still relevant for me today. What does that mean? How do I apply that today? How do I draw near to him? Read this prayer. Um, when we talk together, you know, about him, and he says, wow, I understand that. Wow, I can, now it's clear to me how I can practically walk out of here and put that into practice. And I appreciate that. So that's drawing closer so we get. And the more you spend time with someone, I think you get a little closer, depending on, again, somebody say, I can't stand them. You know, I tired being with them. They bore me. But some people do that with God. Because God maybe challenged them. And they don't want to give up something that they want. And they don't want they don't want God to be a part of it. Because they knew God already has his position on that. God said, I don't do that. I don't do drugs. <laughs> so people say, well, God, I can hang out in this little druggy place. You, know, you want to come? Mm -mm. But I don't think you should go either. Oh, why not? But I don't want to be so antisocial. You don't tell God that. And so after a while, this person would withdraw from God and embrace the devil. And when we talked about resisting the devil, they said, no, devil, come. I need to talk to you. I, I feel too good. Devil said, I understand. Tapped you on the shoulder. Ah, life is so tough. But anyway, you know, you, you, you'll make it through. In the meantime, let's just park in the backyard. You'll be fine. You know, take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you'll be fine. Call me in the morning, you know, after the hangover. After you come out of this eye, you know, you might have this bad feeling, but that will pass off in a few minutes or a few hours. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Have clean hands, people, pure hearts, and not singleness of mind. Then he goes on to verse 9 when he makes a statement to these people. I guess in the context again, he says, be miserable. Mourn and weep. Why? That seems so sad. Why would you tell somebody to be miserable? And some people, oh man, who wants to be, would you all please be miserable? Some people said, born miserable. You know, <laughs> and some people tell you, but other people, they're miserable. What do we, when we say it in general in the Bahamian context, if you say, she's so miserable, what does that mean? He's so miserable. Miserable. Miserable dog. That's what he is. Exactly. What do we mean when we say that someone is miserable? They are unhappy. And because they're unhappy, we can be custom because they shouldn't be. You know, they said, he's so miserable. We should move and have a sister. They are so unhappy. Or we say it in a way that is derogatory, as an insult. They, that's uh, something thinking that's good for them, and I hate it. Uh, you hate the person is unhappy, you say, I hate them for being unhappy. <laughs> How could they, have, they be so unhappy and there's so much happiness around? <laughs> I can't stand people like that. They rob you of happiness, man. They come into the room and they suck all the happiness out of you. <laughs> like a bastard, you know? Cheap. 
do people like that exist? <laughs> you will. So that's miserable. <laughs> you got to make sure you clog up all the places where they can suck things up. You know, some people have this knack, this uncanny capacity to just do that to some people. I said, why don't you try to be a defense? You know? The song says, be happy. Mm -hmm. And they said, then there's the song in, in Vogue now, be happy. And I, happiness, I, I don't remember anything. I remember when I hear it, but when I hear it, happiness is, and people dancing. It's the happiness. This happiness, this guy, happy, happiness, happy, something. <laughs> Well, if one, the one is Bohemian, I'm sure I know that one. If Bohemian get it, it must copy it from the person. Yeah, probably was. Yeah, you know, because we, we good like that. We, we, we don't like original things like that. We just try to twist it. Amen. But, 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 but he says, be miserable. And what does miserable mean? Really, is this a consensus of the group that miserable means happy or opposite? Unhappy. Miserable means this person is so unhappy. So does that invoke in you some sort of empathy for the person? And you go towards him, they're so miserable. And you move them and say, look, you are so miserable. Why are you so miserable? And they say, what? Who are you calling miserable? <laughs> and then they, 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 they bring that, they want to fight. You know? No? And, and, and behemoths, you know, we need our favorite words. Yeah. Miserable. So you, how do you move into to, to this person who's unhappy? You say, are you unhappy? Or do, do you think it's... it's, it's I guess polite to go up to somebody and says, "Are you miserable?" <laughs> they said, "Why are you? Well, you better get out of my face, <laughs> you know." And some people tell you, "Get out their face," because that means you are in their face. Oh, well, we know we change words because you are in my space, and we'll take space to face. You know, you in my space. Get out of my space. No, I don't. My face, boy. You know, and his point. His point. Sometimes it is you one thing going down, and it use your whole arm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I, I just watch. <laughs> it's amazing. Be miserable, mourn, and weep. That's not nice. But then that's what the Bible says in verse nine of chapter four and ten. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning. That's a mourning thing. And this is not M-O-R-N-I-N-G. And your joy to gloom. I guess, just looking at the words, the opposite of laughter is mourning. The opposite of joy is gloom. Do you ever see anybody, you ever met anybody who seems gloomy? You talk to them, and they're so encouraging to you. So gloomy, man. You come so full of joy, and you say, how are you today? And then they speak. And you felt, huh? <laughs> you can't catch your breath. They're killing me. Rescue me. You send up a SOS. Take me away. No. Some people are master gloomers. <laughs> gloomy, mournful, miserable. Weeping always get bad news. James says to these people here, be miserable. Why would he say that to people? Who is he talking to? Christians? Why would you tell Christians? And be saying, but we get the best news. Why would we on earth want to be miserable? Mourning and weeping 
why would he tell me I must turn my joy into gloom, my laughter into mourning? And I thought, song says, be happy. Be happy. Be happy. And here comes James with this. He come, James maybe is a miserable old man. What is that? Is it, should, should we do what James said? See that? That's what you call lip sync. Should you? For? Oh, so this is connected to the verse before about them dirty things. Dirty hands, unpure heart, double mind. And long as they exist, we recognize that we should be weeping, mourning that your hands got dirty, that your heart is impure, that you're double-minded. When you recognize that, hey, that's true. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so miserable. I can't shake this. And then if you read on, we find out that he, then God comes along and says, I forgive you. Isn't that amazing? It is a marvelous thing. But as long as it exists, when you know it exists, your response to that should be, Bust out crying. What's wrong? I get that yes. What's wrong with you? My heart is unpure. Okay. That's all to relax. It's okay. Well, I'll get you some detergent. You can clean that up. The lady I can bleach. We can fix that. Double minded, single minded is preferred. But until then, you can't go around here laughing and you have dirty hands. You know, you can't go around here pretending that you have all this joy when your heart is impure. Don't do that. Context. Amen. Next time, Lord willing, we're going to see what else he says as we slide down from verse 9 to 10 and slide up around and then we get out to 11 that starts a new paragraph, speaks to something different. See if we can get out of this book alive. James chapter 4. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you again for the incredible truths that are packed in your word. Thank you for this opportunity in doing so as we unpackage these words and these verses, these uh, chapters, these books, um, as we go through these letters that are written um, in the first instance to the um, believers in um, different parts of Asia Minor. But then here we are in 2014, very relevant to our context today. We pray that you will give us this insatiable appetite to know more about you so that we can indeed draw near to you. And then having drawn near to you, express that. Um, to those that we have the privilege of interacting with in our social sphere. We thank you now for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.